Hello and uh, welcome to. Uh, I haven't been doing puns press or puns peeps, sorry, in a while. Where I interview good friends of mine uh, locally. Uh, well, I mean not locally. We have to do it over the internet, of course. But just uh, talk about the awesome things they do, and then you know stuff they're doing right now. So I'm kind of doing this back again, but with Jason, uh, the ex or Jason do uh, worth, who is the owner and the host of SCN. <laughs> I was about to say SNL. No, SCNS Live. Oh, it's not that big yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing, man? You've, uh, I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen you since, what, what was the last place? I think it was Fan Days last October. Uh, it's certainly been a while with everything being canceled for the summer. And uh, all the cons that we like to go to. Uh, I thought the last time was Quake Con. No, no. I saw you at Fan Days. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, it- I I had a hotel room at Fan Days, so I stayed overnight for a couple nights. I even went to the uh, the after party, which was super crowded. Uh, I mean, super tiny. It was just... I mean, it was a karaoke uh, uh, night out, which was fine, except it was in this very tiny bar. So there was just people crowded, uh, you know, getting drunk and getting crazy, trying to sing the Disney songs, and there was just a point oh, where, awesome. I mean, but that that's awesome, except when you're trying to talk to someone. I could be like, hey, what's your name? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I mean, I like going out to night parties. I mean, it's great, the enthusiasm. It's just that uh, I'd probably prefer something with just a little bit more space. A little but, bit yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they had a karaoke uh, bar, it was like, say, you know what, for example, maybe Anime Fest. It was one of those big ballrooms, and the karaoke was on stage right on top. That is fine, because that is plenty enough space uh, to have the karaoke right on top, and then, uh, I mean, on uh, center stage, and then, you know, just a big room of people uh that, I think, is much better than just that small bar at the Alamo Draft House, where just 10 people in, and you don't even know where who where's where and who's who uh, by then. You know, you say that, but I long for the days that I can go back to doing stuff like that, you know, when it's safe out for everybody so well no i i don't mind i don't mind that either like i don't mind like i want to be out in those uh, night parties too but i'm saying is i i just like only just it big enough to where i can even move around because that's another thing uh when you get 20 people crowded in a bar it's i also have to kind of uh, you know sideways over over like a crowd of drunk people uh, drunk, great dr- friends of mine uh, being extremely drunk. I guess that's also me. I don't drink alcohol. I drink a lot of uh, iced tea and everything. But uh, the other thing I noticed and just dawned on me, but I use Skype when I've been interviewing a lot of people who I've not been friends with or I don't know too much. Uh, and, and I mean, I connect with them later after Skype, of course. But you and I, we've known each other for so long, and then, uh, or at least a few years, and then I realized, wait, Facebook has this messenger call thing, so we could have done that instead. Although I never <laughs> tried it, 
So I don't know what it's like. I just know there's a lot of commercials with uh, a bunch of people dancing in small squares going, everybody now, everybody now, everybody now, every... Things that you never see in a Skype call or, or any call video call, conversation. I don't recall that ever happening. I'm pretty sure I've never done that. But... <laughs> I don't know. Well, Thing... I can do it now. I mean, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. Uh, but so... Yeah, what are you? What are you currently up to now? Uh, currently, um, we're still running shows on um, SCNS Live. Of course, uh, we we do have a studio, but we cannot use it. We have uh, elected to go safe safely on this, so we're doing all of our things over like um, uh, Google Meetings. So we're still producing a weekly show. Um, actually, we produce two shows. We produce uh, alternate heads, it's a toy podcast. And our weekly live show, SCNS Live, uh, it's difficult because I mean we, it's it's nice to see your friends every week and be able to do your show in studio and play off of each other and you know it's it's a it's a good feeling I think uh, we've gotten a lot of a lot of gear to produce a live in studio show and now we can't do that we've we've purchased a lot of stuff to make the product better but otherwise we're still um, maintaining some social distancing pro- practices. Um, trying to stay safe. Myself, um, I've been uh, working from home, um, growing out my uh, Corona beard, as I call it. I'm trying. I'm trying to catch up with you, with with your full mighty beard. So I'm I'm trying to uh, make sure that mine's all full full in, uh, not cutting my hair and just yeah. Um, I'm not doing a lot because it's not. I mean, I go out for groceries. And uh, random toy hunting, I still, I, I have to do that. I have a very large toy collection. How does that even work out now in these days? I mean, uh... I mean, I, I, I practice safe. Um, I'm in and out. I wear a mask and I follow the CDC guidelines and I tell people, get away from me. So, well, well, like, what if did people like? What if people touch the toys or or maybe the uh, the countertops? I don't, I don't know. I I am one of those very paranoid people. So as soon as I'm like leaving a store, I wash my hands. If I can, when I get home, the first thing I do after coming from the outside is I wash my hands. I wash my face. Cause I'm probably, I've probably touched it. Uh, so yeah, I have to look out for that. And I, I've limited a lot of the places I go. We, um, I think the, the first thing that we've done since everything hit, we went over to Dallas vintage toys for their third store that they've opened and we did a little video from there, but that's like the first thing we've done out in the wild. But of course, they were very safe over there. They were only allowing in um, a certain amount of people, and we got to check out the store. But we 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 primarily go to cons and talk to people, so we can't do that right now. And it's it's hard. It, it we we didn't realize how much of a bulk that was of our content until we weren't doing it. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, is this even uh, like a, a day job for you, or at least a partially day job? Like, what is probably it's... the uh, most out of? Because I know you have a YouTube channel, you have a mm-hmm. Facebook uh, live stream on Facebook, and then I think you have a Twitch channel, right? Yes, we do. We have a Twitch channel. Primarily, we're we're putting all of our content on YouTube, um, and when we're we are uh, up and running full blast, we. We do our, um, like I said, the weekly live show. 
we do a bi-weekly toy collecting show with three of our members, uh, Bryce, Nate, and myself. Um, usually the live show, everyone's involved. Uh, but also the thing that we haven't been able to do is our bi-weekly D&D game, which we were doing that on Twitch. Once we get back to doing things, we are going to move it strictly to YouTube. Uh, we'll be starting up another campaign. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I, I say that because I miss it and have not been able to play D&D. And we were planning to start up this whole uh, new campaign. And we've made plans. Uh, our cat, One of our cast members, Cat, she'll be leading it as the DM this time. And, of course, uh, some other cast members, Cassandra, uh, Cora, and um, some friends of ours will be joining us. So we can't do that right now. We, we were thinking that we were going to start doing it over... Um, Google meeting and just do it remotely. But we, we made the decision. No, we want to do it live in studio with our round table and all of our dice and everything. So yeah, those are the things we do. Um, we're also, um, we have two shows that we launched, but we need to redo them. Uh, nerds with coffee, uh, which is basically me and Nate doing crazy things like blindfold burger eating. And yeah. I saw some of that came from. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing those and, it's just short videos we can put up. Uh, we were putting them up by, uh, not by week. We were putting up like two every week. And then, of course, all this hit, and we can't do that. It's not as much fun not to do those in person. So, um, got a lot of irons in the fire, and we uh, we want to bring back our anime TV show, which Cora and Nier were doing. And I think they were putting together a really good product. I had to actually talk them into, look, guys, it's got a lot of views. You need to go back and do this uh, and bring it back. And I think they are going to. The thing about SCNS is I get to interact with a lot of creative people and I try to push them to do things that I think they will be successful at. I love having them here and um, I think I'm, I've benefited from meeting with talented people who want to do things and just encouraging them to do it and having fun while doing it. It's, it this job is fun. That's why I do it. Yeah, no, of course. I mean... I, right now, this is not a day job for me, unfortunately. It's still a hobby, but I've been uh, doing... Uh, elite, I have three main shows I got, and that is uh, the Pawn Theater, the Ridey Pawn, and the Gaming Tadpole, and all of them have like a pawn theme to it, but all, all of them yeah. are around uh, entertainment, and I do two episodes of the Gaming Tadpole uh, a week, uh, or at least uh, most of the time, and uh, with, uh, you know, a random guest of mine, most of the time I've just been bringing up my high school friend Chris Flood because he just comes up with random things that have nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about. And he's a huge Spongebob fan, so I cannot wait to uh, review uh, the, the Spongebob uh, Rehydrated, or was it Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated? Because he loves Spongebob so much that, like, I was talking about the Spongebob movie video game, and... Every minute, I would just talk about a part of the game. Like, okay, Spongebob has to go uh, get these Krabby Patties. Uh, to, I mean, it's the opening part of the movie where the game takes place. You know, where Spongebob, uh, he's a secret agent and all that. And uh, I think, like Chris said, man, Patrick's cheeks, they were very nice. Uh, there is a part where Patrick was uh, butt naked. I mean, yeah, it's the game references the movie a lot, but... He really loves Spongebob, so I cannot wait to dive into this with them. So, I mean, I just have uh, co-hosts that are just very entertaining, and that's what really uh, drives me to do this, because uh, I started this off, 
only by myself, just doing a, a one a one man show. And then when I started getting co-hosts, I realized how fun it is doing it with the group. But thankfully, I've always had it through Skype or through some virtual uh, conversation, so I didn't don't need to have any of this in in person. But I would imagine that being a uh, you know that being an issue. Uh, I mean, especially it's preferable uh, for me to even uh, if I even talk to someone in person, I, I would. I have more fun doing that, but I mean, I make do with uh, virtual conversations, and they've worked out. But regarding your D and D campaign, uh, have you thought of doing that virtually? Because there is an option to do so. I mean, we've thought about doing it, but we we made the decision as a group. We uh, we cat uh, brought it up. Do you want to do it virtually, or do you want to do it in person? Um, I think at the time we were hoping that we'd be in a better position with uh, the current way of the world so we made the decision we were going to wait and do it in person um and i think it works better in person um especially looking back at some of our old games and i think the rest of the crew agreed to it who knows we might we might come back to it and say hey it's gonna be a bit do we want to start up our campaign um but right now we've we've said we are going to do it in person once things are uh, more safe to do it in Um, yeah but it also gives our, our dungeon master time to work on her campaign and get all those little uh, little plans and little details out that we can go ahead and ruin immediately with our wacky crap that we put her through. So, yeah. good luck, Cat, if you're I, listening to this interview. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I met Cat. I don't remember, but I think uh, you brought me with the, these uh, two girls or three. Uh, yeah, I think it was QuakeCon. I, I don't remember yeah. which one. Oh, maybe it was QuakeCon, yeah. yeah. It was uh, QuakeCon. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, they're yeah. Um, yeah. Those cat and caster sisters, and they're just—they've actually been uh, doing some content from their apartment while they've been under uh, coronavirus uh, restrictions. They—they uh, they have a little series called Cat and Cast Going Places. The irony of which is they never leave their apartment, and it was very creative. They—they they sprung it on me. Um, I thought it was great, and I hope they do more of that. But they are cats—a uh, very talented photographer as well. Cass is a great actress and does stuff with another group called Now With Milk, a lot of sketch comedy. Um, if I ever need like a line I need written, I go to I go to Cass and she usually has something funny to say and uh like I said I'm 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 uh, blessed to work with them. Yeah. I mean again that's, that's what I'm saying is those co-hosts they do add to the fun. I mean oh. I I wouldn't imagine uh anyone like the, the past two few times I had Chris Flood on my show. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to keep having this guy on because he just says some crazy stuff. Uh like uh it, I mean regardless if it has anything to do with gaming and I I just stop and go like, wait, what? But that's just kind of the the fun about it. It's we're we're just talking about something harmless, and he just goes off and rants about Applebee's, and I <laughs> I'm like, okay, settle down. We we're talking about EA here. Uh, no, I mean we all we all stay focused, of course. It isn't like we're going off or not focused on our conversation. But I mean, like you know that sort of comedic banter of just people acting crazy, uh, and. Uh, you know, sometimes it's where I'm the crazy one and the other pe- people are uh, serious. Like when I have uh, Michael Cross on the Variety Pond, we talk about old movies. Uh, I always try to make a episode where we talk about a really bad but really fun movie. And we usually pick The Asylum. 
and uh, Michael Cross always is like, man, why are why am I doing this? He's the he's the serious straight guy, and I'm the one geeking out over uh, bad filmmaking uh, from. <laughs> Uh, the guys who did the Sharknado series and made a bunch of oh, yeah. uh, movie knockoffs like uh, Titanic 2 and uh, uh, and Trollan and and recently things like Homeward, you know, Onward, uh, Battle Star Wars, all those great I films. I got to talk to the, uh, the writer of Sharknado, Thunder Levin, and he's hilarious. If you ever want to see a funny interview, um, Thunder Levin, and also that is his real name, Thunder Levin. Of course, a guy named Thunder Levin wrote Sharknado, and we're we're all blessed that he did. <laughs> I'm blessed for everything the asylum, though. I haven't seen these Sharknado films, but I've seen all their knockoffs, and they are beautiful. I I have so much fun watching them. But Michael Cross does not, and he's he is in pain every time we talk about these movies. So uh, we we are going to torture him again though soon uh, from because uh, we're gonna. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I wasn't gonna say. Oh, the, or Hamilton. Hamilton comes out July third and July fourth. Yeah, the July third. I have 3rd. Hamilton fans uh, who are friends of mine that are letting me know. I tell you, my I've never seen it. My sister. I've never seen it in any way, shape, or form. So my sister I saw guess, it in person. So uh, this is probably my chance to see it. You know, being that's pre-recorded because apparently, if you saw it in person, you paid a lot of money for it. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. But in addition to that, uh, the Asylum, they made a knockoff of High School Musical. They called it Sunday School Musical. So we're going to be t- <laughs> talking about that, too. I saw some clips of it. I can't wait. That's the thing. Thank is, you for warning me. I can avoid that movie. No. That sounds just horrible. That's... <laughs> That that's that's part of the fun is we just talk about these crazy bad movies uh, almost every week and I, I I get to be the crazy one while uh, Michael who is I mean you know him he's a six or sixty something uh, cosplayer of uh, of Alfred and he's just the one he's just the one quiet there drinking his uh, uh, or diet coke going what the heck am I doing. Uh, and there was one time he actually did see one of those movies, and that was Titanic 2, and he told me, I want an hour and a half back. Uh, oh, Titanic 2. Ugh. Oh, yes, Titanic 2. sounds like it hurts. It, oh, it is amazing, in the worst way, but it is amazing. They, they saved a woman... Amazing, he says. They, they saved a woman using a credit card. Like, they saved no, a woman's no. life from dying by taping a credit card to their wound. No. <laughs> the Chase Bank credit card. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't I do not need to know that. <laughs> but that that's part of the fun we have is just talking about these weird stuff. But yeah, I mean co-hosts they make everything, and that, that every since I had consistent co-hosts with me, I even myself don't even think about wanting to do just me by myself unless if I'm covering a festival and no one else is, and then I say you know what maybe I can do a short ten or twenty minutes about my thoughts at a festival here. By myself, but for the most part, yeah, co-hosts they make everything. But I mean, if there was a way to do it virtually, then hey, I do know about uh, what was it, uh, or Tabletop Simulator, and that's where people who've done, uh, I mean, they you basically can play any tabletop game you can think of uh, on Steam virtually with kind of like a little mouse and everything. And that might be the plan B if you guys ever feel like going back to doing uh, 
uh, or Dungeons and Dragons, unless there's another way. But I mean, I, I get the whole in-person interaction, uh, especially board games. I don't play them unless I'm hanging out with some great friends of mine who are very versed into board games and they have a huge collection of them. But yeah, I mean, board games definitely. But but uh, what about the other stuff you do? So I mean, we're talking about board games, we're talking about uh, alternative heads and doing all these... Uh, uh, s- silly interactions, uh, but I mean the super uh, cool nerd show. Uh, I mean, of course, t- uh, talking about news, nerd news, uh, mm-hmm. probably reviews too. How now? How has that been going for you? Uh, I mean, at this time, uh, things have slowed. Things slow down a bit just because of the nature of things. I'm actually producing a lot of content. One of my um, uh, on my side, I do uh, tour reviews. Because I'm a collector, um, I'm actually doing some videos uh, right now that are going to be coming out this week, reviewing some uh, Hasbro lines, Power Rangers, a couple of action figures, or a couple of Marvel figures. I'm also doing a playthrough of The Last of Us 2, which I'm going to culminate into a uh, review. It's, uh, it's a great game, and I think it deserves a review. Uh, I'm currently recording footage for it now as I play through it, so... Um, Hopefully, uh, after I'm done, I'll actually do like a live playthrough on the channel. But for now, I'm I'm just going to review the game with the content I have now that I'm recording. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think about uh, the you know some of the or the review scores that been happening? Uh, I, I've been talking to one of my co-hosts in our next episode this Tuesday, uh, or uh, Patrick Swilford. He used to be here in Dallas uh, with Whitney. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. He's uh, one of my, uh, I have like four or five co-hosts I sw- swapped through uh, on the Gaming Tadpole, and he's one of them. But yeah, tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, the next Game Plus, or New Game Plus uh, Expo, where they're going to be talking about a lot of Japanese publishers like Sega, Capcom, uh, mm-hmm. all that. And then uh, we're going to be talking about, so this whole weekend during Father's Day, I was over at the lake house babysitting my niece. And the one game she wanted me to play more than anything else was Dora the Explorer Journey uh, to the Purple Planet. So I'll have a review for that game. Because uh, I, I actually, uh, I almost beat it. But I mean, I pretty much played through enough of it to kind of make an opinion. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about The Last of Us 2. Because I, I keep, I'm seeing some of these reviews and I don't. I don't want to say, like, I hate the term of, okay, these critics are paid, and they're saying that only because they got a free free copy, free stuff, and all that. But I read reviews saying that, yeah, the story isn't great, and there's plot holes, and it's just violence porn, but man, this is phenomenal. The uh, graphics, the it is just a whole nother revolution of gaming. It's like the Citizen Kane of video games. And then... Just as the game came out, there are some mixed reviews kind of going into more detail of uh, the uh, story criticisms and kind of giving it uh, lesser scores. So I'm like, okay, what is going on here? But, I mean, I haven't played the game, so I don't have that perspective of the whatever is going on. But, I mean, that game has been going back and forth between uh, stuff, so... I mean, you playing it, you probably have your own uh, thoughts uh, when it comes well, to it. Anytime that I know that I'm going to review a game, I tend to shy away from other reviewers' uh, reviews. Of course. Just because I want to formulate my own opinion. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you said there are mixed opinions on it. That's fine. There's always mixed opinions on things. In my, uh, I've reviewed things that people will go, 
your opinion is crap on this, and some yeah. people agree with me. It's okay to have that discourse, um, but I know when I'm going to review a game, like I, I stay away. Also, I try to stay away from spoilers, so it kind of helps. Um, but right off the bat, I am enjoying the story. Uh, Naughty Dog uh, has always produced what I like to call good quality story games, so I see that trend continue. I'm not going to sit here and say it's Citizen Kane because I think Citizen Kane's boring, but that's my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do, however, enjoy uh, killing a bunch of infected and, you know, and uh, enjoying my escapism for a little while. Um, I know people always like there's plot holes in things. There's 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 not a perfect story out there, but I think we can still objectively call out flaws in something, but still enjoy it. You know, oh, that, you know, there was a mistake there. I I personally am enjoying the game. Uh I played way too late last night, but, um, or should I say played into this morning? Um, but it's, it's solid. It's keeping me in, uh, it's keeping me interested in it. So, uh, look for my review. Once I finish the game, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play all the way through it before I, um, make my opinion. And I think whatever your opinion is, of the game share it because some people want to hear it. I'm, I'm okay. If people don't like a game that I like, I'm not going to sit here and say you're completely wrong. I can disagree with you, but I'm not going to say you're completely wrong unless you are completely wrong. I'm just kidding. No. No, I, I mean, I'm always about uh, subjective opinions. I, I don't like the idea of, hey, this is, this is the truth, uh, or not the truth, this is the definitive thought. Uh, I mean, there, there are so many people who were crazy about uh, the new Harry Potter movies. I'm not. Like, people found... They got mad at J.K. Rowling because of her uh, trans comments. I'm like, I was already not even interested in the new movies ever since after the first... Uh, uh, or was it? The... the uh, I, even, I don't even remember the name of the, the, the these movies. Or was it The Legends of... The Harry Potter? No, I I forget. I don't even remember. That's the thing. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I, no, that's the thing is I liked, I loved most of the the original movies, but these new ones I was not a fan of. But I was at the Elmo Draft House and I was surrounded by people who were in love with it and just going crazy and just getting really excited about it. And I'm, I just look at the whole room. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely the odd man out here because I I don't I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not as excited for Harry Potter movies as I was back then, but I mean, hey, you want know again subjective opinions. The reason why I'm even saying that is because uh, uh, apparently the reviewers they were not allowed to talk about the second half of the game, uh, so that is why it is a discussion that me and Patrick are going to be talking about uh, tomorrow. Is that the reviewers who uh, played the game ahead of time and gave it a perfect st- score? They're only allowed to talk about the first half, and they weren't any criticism they have. Like they can't share it, uh, they can't put it there at all. Uh, discuss whether or not they like the second half of the game. So it was, it's within those last twelve hours near the end that apparently is getting people riled up because that. Uh, I mean, on on Metacritic, it's like a three. It's like a three thirty four percent, I believe. Uh, which medic? I mean, when you go to user scores on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, I mean, don't trust them because they don't require you to see or play the game. So a lot of them, they were probably just uh, bombing it because of things they heard of the spoilers. 
But I mean, yeah, you being able to you being able to freshly go into the game, not being exposed to anything, that's actually great. But uh, yeah, that's just something we're gonna be talking about tomorrow. But I mean, I, I totally get it. If someone came up to me and said, "Hey, The Last of Us Part Two is a masterpiece," and I'm like, "Okay, great. I loved The Last of Us One and a lot of Naughty Dog's previous games, but..." For this, I just didn't really have it in me to wanting to play it day one. I'll probably, you know, pick it up when it's on sale, but I just like, you know what? I'm actually more interested in uh, Desperado 3 because there's not a lot of Wild Western games out there and it looked pretty cool. So, And I'm playing it so far, I'm enjoying it. But, hey, you know what? You love The Last of Us Part 2? That is great. I, I don't want to kind of uh, put it like that. Uh, and I'm sure, I mean, at your show, the Super uh, Cool Nerd Show, you've had those episodes where each of the cast members, they've had, uh, you know, different ranging opinions. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah one, of the, <laughs> one of the episodes I remember was actually my introduction to Bryce before I even met him. And he uh, was talking about Venom and just ripping off his ticket into like little tiny bits. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Venom's a good movie, but... I mean, I think there are worse things going on in the world, but... Uh, I, th- I think the best of our disagreements are not captured on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. kind of wish they are. Um, the the Snyder Cut is one that's going back and forth with all of us. Oh, yeah. There might be a greater greater discussion on that uh, in the near future, but um, we we disagree, but we also have fun disagreeing because after we get to a certain point, we... We understand we're not trying to hurt each other's feelings, so we can actually dig in just a little bit deeper about how wrong a person's opinion is. But that's us between friends doing it, and yeah. uh, we we regularly rip on each other. Sometimes people rip on me more than they should. I'm just going to say that publicly, but um, it's all in good fun, and I love it when uh, because we're a tighter knit group. We can have those deeper cuts on a uh, on a discussion and how trash someone's opinion might be, but oh, that's yeah. between us. That's you know, I'm not gonna do that to somebody I see in a movie theater that just happens to say like, "Oh, I like this movie." I'm not gonna go in on them like I can go in on my friends. No, I I mean the only thing about people around me at a movie theater is when. People are extremely noisy, and I can't really sit and focus on the movie because well, that's just rude. yeah, that that is unfortunately that happens a lot, mainly through family and horror films. I get that audience that just doesn't stop talking, but for the most part, I mean, someone around me they came out and said, "Wow, that is the best movie I've ever seen." I'm like, "Okay, sure," and yeah, on uh, the the Pond Theater, I mean, actually, all of these shows we've had. Uh, different differing opinions on things uh like uh on the the pond theater uh our, our main co-host uh, justin he really loves this movie the wrong missy by uh uh, uh or uh uh the this the production company uh uh what's his name adam sandler owns was it happy oh, madison uh, yeah, yeah I, happy, I, I can't remember the name happy madison happy madison they made they came out with a new movie called the, the wrong missy and justin's like this is one of the best comedies i've ever seen definitely the the best film i laughed my butt off it, it definitely go see it and then me and cody went and saw it and then next weekend we're like what the heck man that was freaking terrible <laughs> so we had a we had a, i would say a friendly 
disagreement, not like those. Uh, I mean, we 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 go in, we joke, we have fun. That's I think that's what you should always go for. Like those people saying that you know satire is canceled, satire is uh, over. I mean, between us, we've satirized on things that you know sometimes they're not kid friendly or whatever. I made an old person joke uh, <laughs> in uh, one of my uh, when I was talking about uh, one of the uh, festivals, the Denim Black Film Festival. And at first, the the lady who owned it, she was offended, but then she was like, "Oh yeah, just satire." And then she sent me pictures of her with Sesame Street characters, and it was all good. So, uh, yeah, have you ever? I know this is probably weird asking. Have you ever had told a joke or an opinion on something, and then there you got a bunch of people saying, "Cancel Jason" or um, <laughs> "Get rid of Jason"? No, I have. Um, I have a background in um, a little bit of stand-up comedy and uh, sketch comedy. Uh, in sketch comedy, I'm more restricted to a script. Uh, in just saying comedic things, of course. I said some stuff that at the time I thought was hilarious. Other people have not, <laughs> but um, I don't think as comedy you can always evolve. Even Eddie Murphy has said that his material that he did in the eighties with Raw and Delirious, which at the time I thought were hilarious. This is the best stuff out there. He even has said that he can't look back on some of his old comedy without cringing. So I think there's always room for evolving in comedy but also comedy is about pushing boundaries and being a bit offensive so i mean i i think it's hilarious and if the majority of people will laugh at it i think i've made a good joke but there's going to be somebody that's like for some reason or another they're not going to find that funny and if that's the case if i'm doing a bit um depending on how far it goes yeah, there should be a... Hey, look, maybe that was wrong. I'll not say that again. I've never had one where I just said something and everybody was like, this dude is uh, is canceled or... Uh, we need to call him out. Or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but that's more of, you know, I, I, I'm okay with self-deprecating comedy on myself. Yeah. But as far as on a personal level... I don't feel like I don't want to ever tear somebody down. I, I mean, not like somebody, that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's somebody that deserves being torn down. There are people out there like, you know, horrible people tear them down all you want to, but just in general doing things to get a laugh. Um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're getting your laugh off of the person. That's not, if they, if they're not deserving of, that's not cool. Okay. Um, so I'd rather make fun of myself first before I make fun of somebody else. That's just my own, my own comedy. Or I, even on our show, I, I'm okay with people making fun of me because it's going to be funny. So typically, even though I hate their comments, they're usually pretty funny and spot on. So I'll go ahead and let them have that one. No, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, when we... My style of humor is just, you know, usually through weird stories or weird conversations or even just... Uh, I mean, it, when we kind of make any sort of commentary that's satirical, we, we definitely 
we we have it to some sort of satirical point to it, not to just just spell out this thing uh, immediately. Like, I mean, yeah, of course, I am all against any of these isms, these racisms, these sexisms, these homophobiaisms, even ageism, which is something I just discovered like a couple days ago. Uh, but there, I mean, if I do make any sort of joke that even tears on a bit of holy crud, I, I, I don't do it unless there is there is kind of a reason to be had of it. And I, and again, I would never go to any of those, uh, those lowbrow routes of it. Like I, I, uh, I know people really love Quentin Tarantino. I'm not a fan of his work. And one of the reasons is I, I'm whenever he just, uh, all of his films or almost all of his films, he always drops the end bomb a lot. And in, uh, Django and chain, like the main character blows up a bunch of slaves that type of satire I'm not too crazy about, but you do something that's more harmless or it's got uh, a point to be made. That's kind of that's something that I like to roll with, uh, and uh, yeah, no, but I I totally get it. So with the COVID nineteen, as we've been talking about a lot earlier. I mean, COVID-19 has affected so much. It's uh, affected people's lives. I mean, it's. I mean, even as us talking about entertainment, it's also affected release dates and production in some oh, yeah. cases. Movie. Uh, I've said yeah. I, sh- I should have been telling people already how good Black Widow was and Wonder Woman. So <laughs> I'm missing out. <laughs> well, uh, the, or wait, what? No, I, I, I'm saying because we've missed the, the release dates of Wonder Woman. I think they got that got pushed back. Yeah, yeah. Black the, Widow. Yeah. And I, by, by now, I should have already had those movies. I love superhero movies. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I, I've been denied. So, you know. Well, I mean, it sucks. I, I totally get it. In fact, I would rather they, they release when we've got a vaccine because I just don't see a in-person movie theater were working out without a vaccine in place. Like all these steps that theaters have been talking about, this is how we're going to open up. And I'm like, okay, how is that going to work out for one? I mean, people, they like to order condiments. They love to order popcorn and food and drinks. You got to put your mask off. If you're going to eat some popcorn or drink and which theaters, they make their money back a lot of it from concessions. And then there's the thing about, you know, trying to spread the theater out. For me, I just don't see it working. And I think theaters would save more money just being closed and trying to go for digital uh, digital plan Bs, such as what the Alamo Draft House has done. Uh, they've had some, uh, they've had some dig- I think, digital rentals, or they did something digital to kind of make up for uh, the closure of, uh, of the Alamo. I for- right. Yeah. So if you kind of adapt to these instead of trying to uh, rely on having people show up in person, that usually works. I mean, even conventions, a lot of conventions are having these digital events. I mean, Arlington had their digital events. And I, for me, I actually favor that a lot more than trying to have a smaller fundraiser event where you're just cutting down the amount of people. Because, I mean, how many... How do you know that you'll be able to police everybody to wear a mask to stay six feet apart and everything uh, at a convention? That's the thing is I feel like even as much as seriously you try to take it, 
there's going to be some people who will bend the rules because you don't own the entire hotel and all that. Right. Um, I don't think uh, it's safe right now, just plain and simply. Um, there are more important things like the survival of the human race to worry about than uh, as much as I miss conventions. I know people are always, um, especially for a lot of us in the nerd community, it's it's a family event. We see people, we hug. I know I'm always like, I, I, I'm not big on hugging people, but honestly, I kind of miss some of those hugs, uh, just uh, not having... Um, that time to go see people. I don't think it's safe right now. I, I think we either need to real, the, the numbers are just much too high and the, the stakes are a little bit higher on people getting sick. So as much as I miss conventions and movies and everything, and as I'm sitting here, I, 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 I understand everybody misses them. It's a shared. We all miss these outlets. I personally do not think it's safe just yet. Um, and I won't be attending any like big conventions until the numbers either go down or we have a vaccine. And once we do all that, I think it's going to be great. Uh, even San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest convention out there, they were celebrating their 50 year anniversary this year and they cannot hold the event and kudos on them for looking out for people's safety over profit. It's, um, I know a lot of these conventions have put a lot of time and money into these events before they go on. So I know a lot of them are hurting too. And I long for the day that we go back to doing everything. But for now, people are making the right decisions. Some of them are being forced to make those right decisions. But I think best right now, we just wait. And eventually we'll get back to, you know, our normal way of life. Yeah. But I'm, the other thing I want to get to is, you know, uh, with uh, movies being delayed, I mean, for the most part, but you're still seeing films deciding to go, you know what, we're going to, instead of going to the big screen, we're going to go straight to home. And that's another thing that's been happening uh, a while. Like, actually, this Friday is the release of uh, John Stewart. You know him from uh, the, the Daily Show? Or he was the, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so he left the Daily Show, and Trevor Noah, he's the Daily Show host now, but he directed a film called Irresistible, which is a political comedy that's satirizing a lot of the mess that's going on in the real world. Uh, and Steve, or Steve uh, Carell is the or the uh, lead uh, star of it, and then uh, there's also... Uh, who's that actor's name? It was He was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 as... Uh, uh, not Uncle Ben, but... Um, uh, 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 Harry Osborne. Not well. Not Harry's dad. Norman Osborne. I can't remember the oh, actor's William name. Defoe. No, not William Defoe. The the one from the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh oh. Um. I don't remember. I see him in in a few movies. He was even in uh or uh, the uh, uh the the uh or the biopic on um. Uh, Fred Rogers uh, that has uh, or, uh, Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers. He was uh, the reporter's dad. I forgot his name though. I see him a lot. <laughs> but anyway, he's in this movie too. But anyway, that's a you. It may not be a comic book or superhero movie, but that is a. You know, I'd say big movie because it is made by a known person. He's directed uh, and write it, written this movie, and it's even starring a known actor. So that's coming straight to video uh, this Friday. 
I mean, you don't see it happening so often that we see uh, movies. I mean, most of them are getting pushed back, but now and then you're going to get something that either is a big hit or not, but it's releasing to home video. So that's the other thing as well. The- theaters are gone, and some of the big uh, action blockbusters, they're uh, having to delay. I mean, people are making this jump. You know what? Just don't go anywhere. Just stay at home. Even film festivals. They're like, you know what? We're going to have a live stream event, and you can just watch it from the comfort of your home. You don't have to drive all the way to Fort Worth or Denon, which I live up in Melissa, so that's like an hour plus away from me. Uh, And then, of course, every single day during the summer is been a gaming stream. Which I'm sure that with all these different uh, things going on, that your show has kind of adapted to these things. Or have you been keeping up with any of these streams? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I got another time. I'm stuck at home. So. Yeah. Um, PlayStation's event I thought was very well done. Um, I've been watching a lot of, uh, of course, as a toy collector, I've been watching a lot of Hasbro's live streams, uh, getting their product out, and... Uh, I think everybody's adapting pretty well. Um, there, there are times when, admittedly, I go, I produce a live show every week from a studio in my home, and this quality should look better. Um, but that's just me joking around about it. But I think it is an adapting world. But it, it, the thing about having those resources to go live like that is they can do it whenever they want to. They don't need to book a, a big hall or anything. They just play the video and produce it. PlayStation did very well i'm waiting to see what uh i know there's one today from hasbro i'm waiting to see what san Diego comic-con is going to do um yeah they're having a streaming event too yeah they're doing the comic-con at home thing um i have not heard anything about like how it's going to be presented or in what formats but um i think with the big productions they put on in hall h they have a leg up They, they know what they're doing and i think they can easily adapt those presentations to a streaming platform so um good luck to them i can't wait to see what they what they produce and say when all this is back to normal like we uh you know get the vaccine do you see us going back to you know having uh, all these things in person only or do you think because of the well because of this how successful these streams have been going do you just see this as a permanent thing I see a lot of people maybe seeing it as an um, an alternative to doing it, but there's just something about when, say, E3, when you're in the room and they make that big announcement and everybody cheers and people are coming out and presenting and it's, um, there's always going to be room for that. And I enjoy those events. Um, it's people who are fans of things being passionate and in the same place. If there's one thing that we can all get, we can all get excited together about this thing that we share a love of. So, yeah, I absolutely don't. I don't, I don't think those will be going away. I do think maybe if someone needs to make a short announcement, they'll need to make a big budget production, releasing all of their games for the year, like E3. If they just need to show something, then I think absolutely they're going to use this platform um, in the future. But the big stuff, nah, I think I. I think we're still going to have that that outlet, and I certainly would miss it if it went away. Well, and my thing is not even having it go away, but just have this alternative option. Now, I remember before we, all this happened, E3 was already opening up to it. They had this thing where 
you could play all the demos that were showcased at E3 without having to go to LA. Like you could, I, I, you could buy a digital pass and then you could have the, the demos streamed at home or something like that. Like they were, they were experimenting with that Plan B option, and I think now that we're forced to have the, this Plan B option, this could give us an opportunity of hey, this. This place is maybe too far away from me, but I could just watch it from the cover of my own home. And I think that is great. And I hope this... I mean, we already do yeah. watch those presentations, mostly from E3. Uh, they do have the auditorium and streaming. So, yeah, I, there's always room for both. Yeah. So, I and I think it's really cool that it, even though E3 is gone, there's game reveals happening almost every day. I mean, just today, they revealed Crash 4, then coming out this Looks October. Fantastic. So, yeah, they, they'll they just uh, crank out things every day now. That's just really crazy. Like, I'm even trying to keep up with it. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I I see myself when when this is over, I... I, I if there it's a, something where I cannot attend, then I, I could just watch the stream of it i don't have to have that thing of okay well i can't go there so now i'm screwed uh, or in e3 where yeah they do have the the press conference streaming but playing the demos you would have to be there to uh to, in order to oh, yeah. experiment now you can do it at home and i i would like that to happen i do miss conventions of course i mean i miss hanging out with friends Anime Fest is coming up, and that is sad because uh, that year I always just chill out with a bunch of cosplayer friends of mine. I play board game nights with uh, or my buddy Ro, and I just it's sad that that's not going to be, uh, or at least that can't be enjoyed the same way because of all this. But I mean, I'm one that I am not anxious enough to leave the house to where i will take anything like i rather all of us be safe i mean last weekend i had to tell my parents no covid is still here we cannot sit down and eat at a restaurant uh i i know it's gonna be here for a while but i'm not gonna move on until this thing moves on and that's just how i feel about it but i mean it's really cool and just amazing that you are still uh you still keep going with uh scns live regardless of how many views or anything it's just all about the fun with everybody else but i mean i'm sure that's the long-term plan for this to be your day job uh and a lot of that just depends on luck i mean maybe it's yeah one thing um i wish i had started earlier doing something like this always me too always wanted to yeah but i didn't and um i've uh i started doing this with no knowledge of how anything works i was just a guy who was going to get on and talk um but in the time that i've been doing i've I've had to learn about uh audio video live streaming video editing um so i've gained a lot of knowledge with it and um to anybody out there who thinks that they shouldn't or they're they're mulling it over like, should I do this? You should absolutely do that. You should go do it while you, uh, while you have that passion and fire. Just go, and it's not about how um, good it looks. Everything's a learning process, which that's been evident with all the time that I've been doing it. But to anybody that's got a notion to do something like this, go do it and just see what happens. That's That should always be what... And I, I've had that drive with other things, just... You know, I couldn't get to everything, but um, 
it's certainly a labor of love and something that I enjoy doing. And if it was ever to become a day job, boom, great. I'd be able to produce more content. I'd be able to, uh, you know, reward the people who put so much of their time and effort into this with me. So yeah, yeah I'd love for this to one day be a day job. Maybe if I, maybe if I hit the lottery, like with some um, obscene amount of money, it'll suddenly become a day job. But then uh, I'm paying myself to do it. But yeah, I would love to uh, um, one day have, I mean, we all want, yeah. you know, bigger followings, revenue streams and everything. But I don't believe all of that should be just immediate. Yeah. Go out there, build your fan base, uh, make people want to be, well, interested in what you have to say and what you are presenting. And then you are rewarded for your efforts. Yeah. That's just me. No, I, I totally agree with all of that. And actually, when you were talking about, you know, having the motivation, I saw the uh, video that, I don't think it was a full video, but it was a short clip. And that was, you know, when all this happened with uh, George Floyd and everything, but you have uh, said yourself that, uh, I mean, for a week, uh, just, you know, it's best to not uh, post post any content or not do any streams. Here's my thing is that, I totally get it. I mean, for you especially, uh, being a person of color, that is, I mean, your well-being, and I, I hope you're doing better now that, I, hope, I mean, things are hopefully, progress is being made. I know we have a long way to go, but, I mean, say there are some things that we thought were going to happen, such as the military coming in and slaughtering a bunch of protesters, but now all these peaceful protesters, they've actually uh, had these... Uh, the or these uh, uh, government heads uh, look at the at all these issues going on and basically turn basically turn on our own uh, leader. So we are seeing progress, but I mean, yeah, I I'm not one to say hey, racism is gone. Of course, it's not. Where I'm trying to get at though is I don't think I mean I I mean I totally get if somebody says hey, you know what, I don't want to post anything or post any content. I just don't want to be active that is fine but what i've discovered from you know even just using uh hashtags like black creative or uh or south asian film festival for example all these diverse things i've been finding uh, even a lot of it through twitter it's made me realize that just not posting anything, not putting any content may not actually be for someone who is not of color, for someone who is either a different color or just not even of any color, who is white. And them saying that, you know what, my way of respecting Black Lives Matter is just put that black screen on and then just do nothing. Just don't post anything, just stay out of my account, don't even do anything, promote anything. And I'm doing all these interviews with black creatives and thinking, you know what? There's all these wonderful, talented people who've been trying to get their voice out there. And you have the opportunity to lend them your platform. And I just see people going, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything. Uh, or well, You were going to say something? Well, my opinion on that is there's no right or wrong yeah. way to express your... Um, your concerns and your protests as far as with not posting content or focusing on black creators. Both are excellent outlets. Um, for our show, 
it is definitely a it's lighthearted. Yeah. We do a lot of jokes. Um, and it's a, it's made to be a distraction from your everyday life. I chose, and as a group, I, I say I, as a group, we chose that to distract from current events would be counterproductive. So we took that week off. But in that meantime, a lot of us were active on social media, explaining how we felt, listening to other people, going to protests, and still using our time to bring awareness and make our voices heard. Um, there are some times with SCNS, there actually there's a lot of times where I choose not to have my personal feelings interject on the show and everything just to keep it separate. But on my own social media, yeah, I was active and sharing my stories as far as, uh, as a person of color. And oh, don't get me wrong, SCNS Live is a black-owned business. I'm the guy. No, yeah. just kidding. But, um... Well, you do have some white people in your place, though. So I know. Just, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, but, but they don't own the place. And, um, but as a person of color, I have also... I, I'm 42 years old, believe it or not. And I have been the victim of police violence in my life. It's, um... It's scary, and this would be this would be kind of a personal tangent, but it's scary when you see that happen to Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, uh, Philando Castile, Tamir Rice. I could go on and on because when you have interactions with the police, that's immediately what comes to mind. Am I about to be that person who? was placed in that situation. Um, and there have been times in my life that, um, there, that I was wronged by the police. So that fear is always ingrained in me when I get pulled over for something. I don't want to become this next person that has to be uplifted by a community to try to raise awareness about this. So that's personally why I took off it. Uh, when I saw um, what happened, I, I was in the military for 10 years. I've seen violence and I've seen death. I never thought that I would see something like that finally captured. And this is, this is a problem that's been there. It's just that we all have access to, a video camera at all times to capture these things. I'm going to tell you right now, as a young man growing up, there were plenty of incidents of police violence. I have felt a police officer's boot on my neck and had a gun drawn on me. I have had more guns drawn on me than from police officers than I have from being robbed. And while we have a lot of work to do, and I do believe this is a changing time and People are seeing, maybe it's, it's just, everyone's angry about so many things right now, but we all deserve equality. And I, as a father, I want that for my two children. I don't want them to grow up and live in a world. I want them to have a better upbringing and a better world experience than I had. So anything that I can do to raise my voice or bring awareness or anything 
that maybe makes the world just a little bit better, then that's what I'm going to do. I think if anybody, I've seen so many people, so many friends um, just express a passion and solidarity as an ally. It's multiple times brought a tear to my eye. And I think that kind of unity is going to get things done. I think um, from American Gods, uh, one of the things that, um, um, one of the episodes, I can't think of the actor's name, but he said, anger gets things done. And I think this, this outrage and people outraged together is going to make a change. And I, I want it. Like I said, I'm a father. I don't ever want anyone to put... As, as a father, I now see it from my grandparents' eyes who raised me when they were telling me, don't ever make any sudden moves with a police officer. Don't talk back to them. Don't do anything. Because they were scared that they didn't want me to become a victim. And... Um, I don't want that. I understand that fear they had now. And I really don't want it for my children. So change the world, man. If you if you can bring light to other creators out there, do that. If you want to go protest, do that. But if you're going for a genuine need to make the world a better place, then you're doing the right thing. And that's that's my take on it. Don't want to get into. I don't want to get too preachy on it. Yeah, preach, preach. <laughs> yeah, we're in a sermon. We're in a church. It's it's nothing that I've written down or prepared a speech. I, I'm I'm speaking right from how I feel yeah. as a person, as a human being, and especially as a black man. Just let's all this is this is how we get the progress done. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. All of us <laughs> uniting like this. Taking to the streets, telling people we want, not just we asking, we are demanding that it change. And please just keep that fire up. Like, I, it, it, it makes me so happy to see people really getting behind this right now. And I hope all of it leads to a better world. Praise thee. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, no, I totally agree with all that. Uh, speaking of, let me plug in. Some, no, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> no, I, the, the re, I mean, the, what I was trying to say with that is uh, I see, I mean, I see people not even do protests or any of that stuff. It's just that, hey, you know what? I'm behind cause and my, my way of being behind cause is by not doing anything. And I'm like, Okay, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people who say that if you're just choosing, you just want to step away from social media and just, you know, paint and focus on, you know, self-care, that is fine. Like, I don't, cons- I know some people are saying, you know, I, that person is a racist. No, I don't think, I don't, I don't like that name or that word just being randomly used just because someone is not participating. But if you're saying that you are participating, but you're participating by not doing anything, that's where I'm kind of saying that. I, I don't agree that the best thing to do is to just not do anything with the platform you've got, uh, if possible. And, I mean, I was playing to have diversity on my show anyway. That was probably my one 
one of my big uh, stre- stretch goals just have guests on on my show that are of different color or are of you know different sexuality i mean i do have on uh, the righty pond uh lauren snyder she is female and occasionally on the gaming tadpole i have joyce scalvin and she's female i love them both they're amazing they bring a lot of spirit to the show uh but you know i have many uh, black friends i have many asian friends and uh, latina and latino friends and i would always love for the day to have them on even if it's just something for like this for an interview uh, but I mean that that that's where one step at a time. But the fact that all of the I mean at this point we see a rising number of people just using those hashtags to have themselves be found. That's where I'm able to just easily pick them out and or not pick them out easily look for all of them and reach out to as many as possible. Uh, and I, I'd still go look for him. I still go on YouTube and look for uh, black entertainers. And I did an interview with uh, the black uh, master uh, Donchi, who's like a hundred thousand subscribers or over it. Uh, he's probably going to be one of the next upcoming black gaming uh, YouTube entertainers. And he also loves Power Rangers, just like you. Uh, yeah, and no, it was really, he was really. Uh, yeah, he was really awesome, and he even does a live-action uh, uh, Static Shock fan-made series. So he's a really cool dude, and I mean, I don't look for these people because, hey, you want views or it's trendy or anything. No, I've grown up with a multicultural uh, social circle, and as I said, there's one of my uh, great friends uh, who, and she's known in the cosplay community as Scribe of Tales, She's uh, been a very loving and important friend to me who, uh, you know, is going through things. And especially before even all this, just for the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I got to find some Filipina uh, creatives because I love my friends so much and I even uh, love her. She's been like a, almost like another family member. I mean, we all have those friends of ours where we just love them so much and they're kind of like family to us. As you even said, just even conventions. And that, uh, I mean, all those people kind of motivate me to even wanting to do this long before Black Lives Matter became beauty trends. I mean, if you notice, Black Lives Matter is no longer trendy now. Instead, you got things like White Lives Matter, and now people are on Crash 4 or anything. Like, uh, BLM is not the number one thing uh, right now. And I still am motivated to wanting to find as many creators as possible and just let the world know about them. And that's where I eventually, I mean, I wanted to do one with you too. And I, I mean, before pandemic, I mean, not before pandemic, before uh, Black Lives Matter uh, kind of uh, ramped itself up and before George Floyd, I did one with uh, uh, Tech, or Tech Force, who is Darren Columbus. And he was also a wonderful friend, kind of like almost like another dad. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is a dad, but... We, I, and I mean, speaking of which, I want to quickly plug, he's got a new single out, which is related to Black Lives Matter. Unity. Yeah, Unity. So yeah. I will put that in the description. Good track. Good track. I'm going to talk about it again uh, on Thursday, but I wanted to also mention it here because both of us are good friends with uh, Darren Columbus. And uh, I think uh, uh, you've even done videos with him, I'm sure. Or I think you have. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. I, I am a fan and uh, a friend of Tech Force. I like Um He's a good guy, and he works hard for what he does. I admire that drive and that passion. That's why I, that's why I consider him a friend. 
Yeah. Yeah, same here. And, uh, I mean, I, I love his daughter, too. I mean, that's the thing is, when this is over, I want uh, Rhea and Kenny to play. It would just be, like, two two little kids, chaotic kids, causing a lot of mess, and that would be great. <laughs> no, I, I don't... Uh, but, you know... Anyway, I had a wonderful time talking to you, man. I mean, over an hour uh, worth of very uh, important discussion. Uh, It's always good to have some discussions, especially considering we don't see each other. So, yeah, let's make use of technology to uh, uh, reach out, make sure everybody is okay, and uh, and just talk. That human element is still important to all of us. No, definitely. And you know what? I, I mean, I've even been wanting for the day of just, not even for an interview, just to come on each other's show to talk about something i mean i i again i'm not really playing the last of us too but i mean next month there's uh ghost of tsushima and i'm looking forward to that i don't know if you know about that game that's from the oh, yeah. uh, sucker punch infamous uh sly cooper all that so this that's our next game it's coming out next month the same day as the new paper mario game too so it's like that, that's the thing is movies are delaying and they're pushing back but gaming is like we're here all the time now it's really crazy how many games are coming out even within the summer even when you have cyberpunk uh 27 delaying till november there's just no shortage of games and nope yeah so yeah but that that'll we're be getting around that time when all the stuff's going to be coming out so oh just going to punch the wallet and try to get more money out of it yeah especially the new consoles which we don't even know the price of yet that's the thing so and, and the, supposedly july yeah. and august we're supposed to get the the xbox series x and the ps5 because uh, uh, xbox they have their july event and then uh, sony they're gonna have another event at the first weekend of august august 5th so hopefully by then we know when these things cost so uh that will be something but, I mean, for now, I had a great uh, discussion with you, and, you know, hopefully uh, another time to do this. But uh, for now, I will uh, I will plug your stuff in in the description, but if you want to just uh, go ahead and say where to find SCNS Live okay. and all that. Sure, on Facebook, facebook.com slash SCNS Live, uh, youtube.com slash SCNS Live, and on Twitter and Instagram, at SCNS Live. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Jason the X. Okay. Well, there you have it. Jason the X here. Uh, just a really cool man. And hopefully you'll get to hang out and see each other in person or do all these things online. You never know. But Day is coming back, man. I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure. But for now, I, and I, and I'm not even done with these interviews. You think you're the last guy left? No. Tomorrow I got... Um, Lainey Jackson, who is the first friend I've ever made at a convention. She is a uh, black cosplayer, black female cosplayer, who is also a uh, incredible fitness model, and she's done those uh, Texas Heat nerd or uh, burlesque shows at uh, anime conventions. Uh, but now, and she now she's got her online fitness plan, so we're going to be talking about that. And actually, I got my first Filipina creative tomorrow too. I'll be talking to uh, Trixie, the thoughtful. Uh, beast who is a comedian uh all the way up in california so i got i mean i got no shortage of that and of course the gaming tadpole with patrick as you know and you know more on the week so till next time it's good talking to you and uh you know have the have just the greatest uh monday rest of the monday thanks brother good talking to you man